What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, it is about that time. We are finally here, the last part of the big 2021 retrospective. You've been through them all. You've been through the multiple parts of odds and ends been through almost all of the top 40 and yes you have arrived upon the top 10 albums of 2021 i really hope you enjoy this episode these were my 10 favorite records of the entire year and a massive massive stellar year of rock and rock related albums and it truly was some of the bands that consistently make the top 10 every year or every year they have a record out did not make the top 10 we've got some new faces here we've got a few old favorites as well and a couple of comebacks so let's get to it right here Starting off number 10 by way of Norway, Norway's greatest rock and roll band right here. One of the best new bands of the last decade. They've only been around since about 2010. This is their sixth studio album as far as I can tell. I've got a handful of the records. The latest two records they put out have been absolutely excellent, excellent must-own rock albums. I'm talking about a band called Death by Unga Bunga. Yes, based off of an old grandfather joke. Go look it up. It's also called Death by Ugu, by the way, if you're looking for the joke, actually. If you are going that route, I'd recommend Gilbert Gottfried's telling of it. Okay, but yes, the band Death by Ungabunga from Norway, their latest album called Heavy Male Insecurity, and it is like anything else on this top 40, a badass record that you should own, came out on February 12th, 2021. So as of this recording, literally a year to the day, just about, I think it's the 13th, actually. I'm recording this. Produced by guitarist Praben Salid Anderson and the rest of the band co-producing. Just a stellar rock album. Man, what are they putting in the water over there in that area near Sweden, Switzerland, Norway, Norway, Scandinavia? What are you guys doing over there? Because uh, if you could bottle that, priceless. Okay, but let's get into it. Kicking off the show here today from the album Heavy Mail and Security. And like anything on this countdown, especially this top 10, I could have picked anything off this record, but I feel like this is a good opener for the show. So this one's called Not Like the Others. Turn it up.
Kicking off the show here today in fine, fine epic fashion with Death by Ungabunga. The song is not like the others from their latest album, Heavy Male Insecurity. I almost want to say heavy metal every time. Is, is it just me? Did you hear that in your brain? Okay. But once again, I'm going to plug the band camp. One thing I love, okay, so when bands, especially that go the band camp route or just anything for that matter, I absolutely am 100% in support of that package deal where it's a little bit less if you buy the album and the shirt or something on top of it, whether it's vinyl, CD, got to have that shirt, man, because that's a perfect thing to do. It's, it's perfect plug merchandise. Like you wear that out and the album cover gets out there. That's the way you should do it. And I'm a t-shirt guy. So I was definitely happy to support this one. Got it on Bandcamp. And further proof, if I may whip my heavy metal insecurity rock dick fan card out right here. <laughs> fan dick? Is that going to be a new thing? Okay, but if I may whip this one out here, I'm definitely one of their 200 biggest fans in the world. Or at least in the top 200, like, snob nerd fans. I got the pink heavy metal insecurity vinyl. And there's only 200 in the world now. So, yeah. A little brag ski here. Okay. And I think I've definitely learned, not that I just had a big light bulb, but I definitely love me some over-the-top, super positive, inspiring rock and roll. That's definitely my old wheelhouse here. And speaking of that, coming in at number nine is an album that has that in spades. It is ultra-inspiring and one of my favorite things of the year. An album that was dedicated to the memory of their longtime producer, the late, great Rick Ocasek, and of course, for inspiration's sakes, the late, great Eddie Van Halen. It's an album called Van Weezer by Weezer. Now, I want to say, because, you know, I am going to start tackling some 70s lists, you know, in the future, but I don't recall another band getting two albums on any of these lists. I could be wrong, so if you've been paying more attention than I have, please let me know. But, obviously, I like OK Human quite a bit, but Van Weezer, I love. It's a damn near perfect album. Came out on May 7th, 2021. Produced by Susie Shin, who I'd never heard of. And I even mentioned when I was talking about OK Human, I was like, just work with Jake Sinclair from now on. But maybe you ought to, you know, 50-50 him. Because Susie Shin did an amazing job on this record. She's primarily known as a pop producer and engineer. She works with pop bands and pop punk bands and stuff like that. But man, home run all around. In case you're wondering or thinking that might be a tacky thing to call the album Van Weezer, it was called Van Weezer way prior to the untimely and very tragic, unfortunate passing of the great Edward Van Halen, the album that who this is co-dedicated to. So just want to let you know that in case you were wondering, you know, everybody's not a huge nerdy fanboy like I am. But if you love rock and roll, this is a record for you to own and just... It's meant to be that. Like, yeah, Weezer approaches it with some slight irony, but you can tell... There's some fandom in there too, for sure, because this is the stuff they grew up on. And you just see a dude, you know, wearing a patched up denim jacket and a Camaro. This is the music it's created for. And there's got to be some people out there like that still. Some you want to hang with, some you definitely don't, but that's just the way it's always been. And of course, I knew this album was going to be some end because, you know, they teased beginning of the end last year with Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's a slightly different mix on this album, in case you were wondering. So, yes. The whole record is pretty much like this with, you know, the, the one ballad at the end. That's almost kind of a Weezer standard. You got to do the ballad at the end, or at least an epic Neo ballad. But I'm not going to play a ballad because why represent an album called Van Weezer with a ballad when you can represent with something like this? This is the end of the game. 
Not that this couldn't potentially get a little oversaturated in time, but for now, I just hope that Weezer does that every other album thing where it's like rocking out, then the art album, rocking out art album. It's like that scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. You gotta do the art film and then the big one, then the occasional favorite for friends. But man, how fun is that? The end of the game by Weezer from Van Weezer. For all you nerds that don't go past Pinkerton, you are missing out on the party. And I guess you don't deserve a party if you're that stupid about it. But I love it, and the whole world should embrace Van Weezer. Okay, moving on here. We've been to Norway, been back to America, and now we're going over to France for France's greatest band, Gojira, the band that was named after one of the most iconic figures in cinema history. Gojira is a band that I've only recently become like a next-level fan of. With Magma, they really opened my ears and eyes to them massively because much like I talked about Mastodon, I think they finally started to embrace the song once again. And man, what a hell of a follow-up to Magma. I didn't think they could do it, honestly. I was a little worried, but damn, I, man, if you have time, go read the background and the articles pertaining to how this album was recorded and how they got through it and Man, it's a it's a really sad tale, actually, in a sense. I mean, there's no death. It's just this is an album that is purely based in the pandemic. It's so crazy just to think what the world has become, really. And I don't want to get too heavy about it, but, man, I got to say, with tragedy comes great art, in a sense. And this is definitely an exhibit of that. So Fortitude by Gojira is an album you must hear. And as of right now, the highest-ranking metal album on the countdown Will it be the highest of the year? We'll see, but uh, but check this out. I mean, how do you hear this song and not be like, whoa? So here you go. From Fortitude, this is Gojira with Hold On. I've been grinding and grinding.
Intensity personified right there with Gojira. That was Hold On from Fortitude. By the way, I was so excited to play the track. Once again, I've done this a few times on the countdown, but the album was released officially on April 30th of 2021, produced by Joe Duplantier. I believe that's how it's pronounced. He is, of course, a member of the band and, you know, definitely the guy who led the project. Once again, go read the background on this. Wowza insane stuff okay i believe and now i have proof that maybe only something like this can only be created if you just don't have a phone or contact with anybody for months at a time so yeah do with that info what you will we're going to move on here to uh, a pandemic anthem as i like to call it this was not recorded like on a zoom or anything this was recorded properly in the studio and it sounds great just like this artist always sounds the great Danko Jones, by way of Canada, my favorite Canadian artist currently, which is saying something because Devin Townsend's also from Canada. The Mango Kid, I call him the Canadian Kingpin. How, what do you think of that? So, by the way, he is a Kingpin. Go watch him on social media. He's great. And, and uh, it's nice to know that he's a, a great human being, but also eloquent and angry the way I like him. Henry Rollins will be proud. Yes, Denko Jones got a brand new album out called Power Trio because they are, because that's what they do. They bring the power. They are a trio. They rock harder than any other band on the planet. And, you know, like I said, I'm going to play this song here specifically. This song debuted around the time where they were doing their streaming concerts, and I was happy to plunk down on that. Got me a nice streaming concert with a great set list. Great Denko Jones t-shirt to go along with it. By the way, package deal once again. Always smart. So when Power Trio came out, I was completely ready for it. And something I do on all these top albums, especially anything in the top 10, and a lot of the other ones on this countdown, doing the trifecta. Vinyl, CD, download. Boom. Done. Okay. And yes, if you're a fan of this band, you're going to be like, this is an obvious song. But I try to kind of maybe play it up to people that have never even heard a Danko Jones song, maybe. So... Danko went with this as a lead single. I think it's a super strong song. Plus, like I said, I call it a pandemic anthem written specifically about being in the position that we were all in, at least the smart ones right here, because, you know, it's cool to be safe and it's cool to be responsible. But sometimes you just get that cabin fever and you say, I want out.
Up there with anything that Danko has ever done. That was I Want Out from Power Trio. I failed to say also, once again, the album was released August 27th of 2021 and produced by Eric Ratz. Of course, go get that record. Do the trifecta. I've been trying to make that a thing. I can't copyright trifecta, but at least if I can get this kind of phrasing going. With purchasing your physical music, once again, do that. I happen to notice that all the records I've played on the show so far today, for the most part, for the most part, are available on goodrecordstogo.com. Speaking of purchasing your music. Now we move on here to one of my favorite bands to come out of England this century. And they just have a timeless yet classic sound to them. And I'm really happy to see him show up here in one of these countdowns. Because like I said, I've been a fan since their first, first record. Even before it was released, I got an advance EP of theirs. Like somewhere around 2002 or three or something like that. And Sony sent it out and they never pushed them hard in America, which sucks. But apparently they're doing pretty well still in their homeland in England. A band called The Coral. So if you're a fan of like post-British invasion, like psychedelic pop, you're going to love this band. Oh my God, where have you been? This is their 10th album already, so you got to catch up. And just been one of my most consistently favorite bands of the last 20 years. If you need some more advice about their catalog, feel free to PM me anytime at all. It's totally fine with me. But yes, getting back here, the 10th album by The Coral. It's called Coral Island. It is definitely a concept album because there's narrations throughout the album between songs and stuff like that. And I got to say, the the wiki paragraph at the top pretty much nails it. It's in the vein and style of, you know, the Kinks Village Green Preservation Society and the Small Faces Ogden's Nut Gone Flake. Like, mentioning it with those albums, I don't think it's a stretch. You know why? Because starting with this album, these are all 100-point albums for me. These are all perfect albums. I really loved the experience of listening to this album top to bottom. And you got to do it like that with the headphones on, the whole thing. That's how you should listen to every record for the first time. It needs to be on really quality headphones and or played on a good stereo system. That is the absolute number one best way to do it. Uh, I'll make an argument for a good car stereo as well. But it has to be like on a long road trip and completely on a stretch of road where you don't have to pay attention to directions or anything like that. Just watch out for cars. But okay, getting back. The Coral Island record, wow. I had to listen to this a couple of times just to kind of nail down like, wow, what song to play on a conceptual record? I mean, it's a it's a loose-ish concept. It basically is just about the house band on this little remote island you can't find or something like that. And of course, the choral is the band to speak of. But this thing, man, this should be a huge song. It's just an instantly likable song and just catchy and got that, like I said, got that classic feel to it whenever there was this really crazy snapshot of like rock and pop and psychedelics being mixed up in the late 60s totally reminiscent of that and they've always kind of been like that but enough of my yakking here's my favorite song on the coral island record it's called mist on the river Thank you. 
That is so damn good. So I, I don't know what else to say. You need to listen to that record. Go get it. That was the Coral from the Coral Island record. That was Missed on the River. Damn. Okay. So by the way, that album came out on April 30th of 2021, co-produced by the band and a guy named Chris Taylor. Who could be at the band? I, I don't even know any of their names. It's one of those bands I just listen to and love and I don't find articles. I don't even read like the name of the band on the thing. Terrible. I just don't have their names committed to memory. There's a lot of bands like that. I mean, you know, there's only so much info that can get stored in here. You know, I feel like I have the Kelly Bundy shot glass sometime of knowledge, but the fifth best record of 2021, according to me, myself and I, Joey here, this album came out on August 27th of 2021 produced, recorded and mixed by evil Joe Baresi. Yeah, I had to get the record out to get that one because I didn't really find it online, but I did have a great moment just now where I pulled it out of the record rack in my collection and they're resting right between Britney Fox and the Brothers Johnson in my record collection. That's what the show is all about, isn't it? But yes, the Bronx with officially their sixth album, self-titled, but all their albums are self-titled, so we call it Six. The Bronx Six, I don't see it anywhere on the cover Although they fit it in before, and I keep looking at it, I don't see a six numeral in there. It's probably in there somewhere, and I'm just missing it. But that all being said, this album smokes. It's just a great top to bottom. Once again, perfect album. Got to see him this last year, opening for Rancid and Dropkick Murphys. Just killer band. And every one of their albums just kicks mucho ass. So you got to get some Bronx going on in your life from their sixth album here. And I could have played you anything, but I'm feeling this one right now. Speaking of which, it's called Curb Feelers.
All right, the Bronx right there. Despite the fact that they're called the Bronx, they actually are from East L.A. But hey, why not? But that was Curb Feelers from their latest album, The Bronx. Also, The Bronx 6. Sort of like calling it the White Album or the Black Album, but not calling it that. But yes, you should definitely get this. And another album you should get. Kind of going back to what I was saying about the Coral record. This album definitely gives me that kind of vibe as well. Like that 60s kind of vibe where it's like the album is starting to become like the real deal and not just a collection of songs. And any album that'll give me Brian Wilson at his peak vibes, big winner with me. And from a very unlikely source. And I've been a fan of this band since the first album. They've gone kind of up and down with me. Not that their records ever got really bad, but some of them were just kind of, you know, ah, you know, I never went back to them. But I will be going back to this album a ton. This is one of my favorite albums of the decade so far. And the band, you might know this band. They're called the Fratellis. If you remember their Costello music record back in the mid-2000s, and they had Flathead and Chelsea Dagger, you know, da 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 and they had the iPod commercial, the whole thing. But man, they never stopped putting records out. And this, I think, is, besides maybe the first one, but it's such a different thing. This is such a yin-yang. This is just a great, great, perfect album. You gotta listen to this one. Like I said, give me mostly like, you know, Pet Sounds-ish vibes, but also, you know, they still have some rock going on. There's some Beatles in there. Like, any icons I can name check that are from kind of their side of town, even though they're a Scottish band. A lot of international flavor here in the top ten, but that's not news. But yes, once again, you just gotta get this album. It's called Half Drunk Under a Full Moon. Came out on April 2nd, 2021. No producer listed, but damn. Okay. And I'm actually guilty of not having the trifecta on this. I've got, like, everything's on order. Like, I, like the, the album, the vinyl's been on back order forever. And I gotta get the deluxe CD thing because there's, like, eight extra songs on it, including some covers. So, need to get all the formats for this one for sure. It's, like I said, this album is excellent. Worthy of the term classic, if I may. But... I'm just, uh, this is one of those albums, it's a journey. You got to hear it top to bottom, up and down, the whole thing. So I'm going to go with the album opener, which may not even be the best song on the album. It sets a good tone, but I didn't want to come in on the middle of it because it just didn't seem to make sense to me when I re-listened to it. So in that case, I always go with the opener. So here you go. This is the title track from Half Drunk, Under a Full Moon.
music stopped playing And the lights came on There was no sign of Cinderella Cinderella was gone She left every heart broken Every good man cried Each and every one had that look upon their face Like the 60s just died And someone said, I can feel the music Fratelli's right there, coming in at album number four of the top 40 albums of 2021 here officially on Rock Strikes 10. Half Drunk Under a Full Moon. You should definitely, definitely get that record. Yeah, I've said that about 35 times on this show, but it is absolutely true. Go get that. I'm off to buy all the formats plus the deluxe. Definitely going to pull the trifecta on this bad boy. Once again, I was pleasantly surprised to see the Fratelli's do so well. And I was ultimately surprised to see this band show up on the countdown, even more so coming in at number three and scoring a perfect album. Okay, let me lay some track here for you. So I saw this band with my better half, Nola, at Punk Rock Bowling a couple of years ago over in Vegas. Great time, one of my favorite vacations ever. And this is a band that I remember saying, okay, I want to check this band out because I've heard a few songs 
And I know that they're friends of Danko Jones and the singer Damian Abraham is always good on the show and really memorable, funny guy. And then I saw him and I never really thought that, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of their records. And the band is called Fucked Up, by the way. <laughs> so there's that. Not that I'm prudish or anything, but I'm just like, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to, you know, get any kind of success with that kind of a name, dude. Now, I initially thought that this was like a pandemic thing, but, you know, apparently they have an ongoing series of these records. It's called the Zodiac series. So what happened with me and my personal journey to this record becoming the number three album of the year is kind of maybe due to one of those things where it wasn't a pandemic thing for me in the sense that obviously, you know, for better or worse, our part of the world is a little more opened up than it was last year, especially. But what happened with me was I got hurt really badly. Uh, you know, the, at the beginning of the year this year at work. And then on top of it, while I was laid up, I threw my back out. So double trouble for me. I'm fine now. I'm back to work again. But what happened was when I hurt my arm initially and I couldn't work still, they actually were cool enough to like have me come in and literally just clock in. And, and I don't want to say do nothing, but it felt like doing nothing, let's just say. So what happened was literally listen to this album staring at a wall in a break room and I was just taken away by it and it's amazing what happens with you know music art whatever you want to call it whenever you're just kind of in a position where this thing demands your full attention and if it didn't have it before it's going to get it so this band that I heard a few years ago that was like oh you know they're all right I, I didn't expect this kind of record out of them and from what I can tell they may have made a few of these already and it definitely gave me massive Devin Townsend vibes. And that's, of course, a good thing. Speaking of fellow Canadians right there. But this band Fucked Up pulled an amazing epic journey in an album called Year of the Horse. It is a four-song, two-hour journey. Yeah, that's as, that's as prog as it can get. And for a band that is known as like a hardcore band, I've seen a lot of phrases thrown around to describe these guys. Punk, hardcore emo core which i hate that term i'll probably never repeat that term on the show again but if i do it's going to be with all the disdain but a band like this to pull off this weird over-the-top proggy kind of thing with apparently a very scripted out storyline to go with it i don't quite understand what the story is but i was taken away by the music and just the overall approach of it and you know it's just it's just four songs but they're like pretty much damn near a half hour a piece so I didn't quite know how to rate it, although every part of it, every section of it, I loved. So I couldn't really not score it at 100 points. So that's my journey with Year of the Horse by Fucked Up. Now, Fucked Up definitely did me a solid here. They posted kind of a enticement clip up on YouTube. And I'll always mention when I hit the YouTube to play a clip on the show. Because I, of course, always like to play the best possible sounding clip for the show. Because I take a lot of pride in the show. But... Since I didn't want to like try to edit down something off of like a track or in the case of if you do stream it, it's like parts one through 15 and they it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Some of these parts, so it doesn't really work as a song, but they made a 13 minute version of this two hour album as an enticement with a video on YouTube. So this is where the audio comes from. So if there's a slight dip in quality, that's why. But there's no dip in quality with the music for sure. And if you like this kind of thing get into this record it is something else you do not hear records like this every day and so almost on principle i was like this is a top album of 2021 no doubt about it 
It was released in four separate parts over time, but there is an official full album release for it physically, so that makes it a part of the albums list and not the odds and ends. Okay, I went a long way for that, and they're going to go a long way with you here to continue on this trip. So I'm going to play you basically an eighth of this album. So here is a 13-minute clip that the band made to represent this album called Year of the Horse. I hope you enjoy.
So what is going on? I have no idea what's going on, but I do love it. And I would recommend at least a go through of that entire album. Year of the Horse by Fucked Up. The third best album of the year, according to myself. But it scored 100 points, which makes it a perfect album. And I will be adding it to the list of potential albums of the decade. That all being said. Now we're up to the two biggins right here. Man, I went back and forth with these especially. It was like number one, number two. And then I flipped them. And then I flipped them again. Then I flipped them again. So let's just say if you don't like the order of things, flip it yourself. Flip you. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. But yes, coming in at number two is a band that consistently gets high marks when they put a record out, which is a lot. Like one of the most prolific bands going right now, at least the best prolific band going in Haunt. Uh, the new guard of metal, or as I call it, the new old guard of metal in the case of, yeah, it's a newish act, but, you know, old school, whatever you need to call it to basically just say, hey, you remember when heavy metal wrote good songs? I've talked about this a lot on the countdown, but I'm talking about this is like when heavy metal, straight up freaking heavy metal, like Priest and Wasp and all that kind of stuff, when they just wrote great songs to put on records and it's just that classic feel. Ozzy's Diary of a Madman and, and Priest Screaming for Vengeance and, and hell, even Dokken under lock and key. That, like that kind of stuff. Stay hungry. Haunt gives me that vibe and that's what I love about him, man. I'm transformed back to a previous moment in time but also giving me high hopes for the future. This is like one of those bands, I hear it, I, I want to buy every album in every format. I want to buy all the shirts and there's a lot out there. And already with these handful of albums under their belt, uh, I say his or they, but really Haunt is the project of Trevor Church and he does an amazing job here. But he does have a touring band as well and I'm very anxious to go see him. They'll be to my town soon. And hell, they could play this whole album top to bottom and I'd be happy about it. This album's called Beautiful Distraction and like all their others, it's a beast. It came out April 2nd of 2021, self-produced. Like I said, Trevor just does this whole thing in his garage. I don't want to pull the curtain back too much, but it, it, I mean, because it sounds like a classic British metal band recording in a castle, the way they used to do it. And that's what it is, man. But if you can recreate that sound, especially nowadays with almost no budget, then dude, you're the man. Hats off to you, Trevor. And Further proof that they just nail the whole song thing that I talk about. I was like, you know what? I, I I had Nola listen to this. And she's not a big metal person. Like, she'll entertain some of the stuff I play. But, I, you know, better not get too heavy, in a sense. Or, But, like, I was like, these guys are so song-oriented. And Trevor has such a great singing voice. I was like, she's going to like this. And lo and behold, I just kind of just say check this out and I walked away and she was playing it later and she I could hear her singing along with some of the stuff like halfway through the song that's really what it's all about isn't it so yeah just buy haunt buy all their records buy their stuff on Bandcamp even Trevor said buy it on Bandcamp I get a bigger cut so yeah let's get to the music once again from the amazing perfect beautiful distraction album this is haunt with in our dreams <laughs> Life is me. 
Yeah, I did kind of fail to mention what an absolute beast of a guitar player Trevor Church is. Just a damn shred machine, and I love it. But never stupid like an Ingve kind of thing. I just, man, Trevor, you're great. Haunt, beautiful distraction. Buy that record. Buy all their other records. They've all been great. Burst into Flame, If Icarus Could Fly, Flashback, Mind Freeze. You know what? It's all great. Go get their stuff. And just further proof of how perfect of a band they are, you look at their album cover, you're like, I want to listen to this record. Absolutely. This next one here, which I'm calling the number one album of the year, actually doesn't have a great album cover, but I like all the other imaging attached to it. They went for like an old school horror VHS rental kind of feel to it. Or in their home country, it's called the video Nasty. I'm talking about perennial favorites here on the show, one of my all-time favorite bands. And thank God they put out a... Another perfect album here in the year 2021, and we needed it. The Wild Hearts with their album 21st Century Love Songs. Man, it's just great. Nothing groundbreaking as far as what you would expect from the Wild Hearts, but that's fine. Their stuff is crazy and innovative enough to where they don't have to further evolve their sound. It's already perfectly evolved to the point where I actually wouldn't want them to change much of anything ever. Released on September 3rd, 2021, and as of this recording here on February 13th of 2021, I hail it as the best album of 2021, Wild Hearts, 21st Century Love Songs. It's a must own. And like I did with a few other selections here on the countdown, gotta go with the title track, which is also the opening track. It's a nice enticement on just listening to the album itself. Here you go, closing off the show here tonight and the entirety of the 2021 countdown. This is the Wild Hearts with 21st century love songs. Turn it up and rip the damn knob off.
I think the best way I could always maybe even come close to describing the Wild Hearts for people that don't listen to them or have never even heard them is equally beautiful and equally relentless. First time I saw them, like on a hype sticker, I think from one of the first records I got by them, it said, Motorhead meets Jan and Dean. Great description right there. The Wild Hearts, with the title track from their latest album and perfect album here at Rock Strikes 10, 21st Century Love Songs, the number one album of the year. Man, it has been a journey. We did a lot of odds and ends, and we did a top 40 albums of 2021, and now I can finally close the book on 2021, although I will definitely keep listening to these records throughout the year and for the rest of my life. Hope you do the same. Hope you do the same for this show. We're not going away anytime soon. And as much as I've enjoyed, you know, this 2021 retrospective and some of these other year retrospectives, I'm kind of excited to get back to doing a couple of old school Rock Strikes 10 themes before I get to another countdown. Although uh, a few weeks ago, I was like, hmm, where'd I put my 1972 albums? I'm just kidding. I know where they are and I might be listening to them actively right now. But for the time being, back to some old school themes. I've already got some good ideas coming fueled by current events and other things and just a couple of ideas that I've been sitting on for a while. I think a couple were suggested by Nola, so it's going to be a good old time. Let's do some old school lists once again. Come join me, won't you? Spread the word on this show. Thank you for the longtime friends and new friends. Thanks for tuning in. Please do all those things. Follow wherever you're listening to this, like hit that follow button or like or however it is, share it. All that shit. I'm begging you, okay? This is this is all I want from you. I'm not begging for money. I'm just begging for goddamn attention. Okay, I'm done begging. Let's get out of here. Speaking of Nola a few times earlier in the show, I'm going to send you over to her right now. She is my better half, my perfect partner, everything I want in this life, along with a couple of cats. I'll send you over to her with the new plugs and the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend, Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash 
Space Beard Band to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.